tired of political correctness? Sick of cancel culture? Got something to say? Just say it. Just say it. A pro-America anti-censorship podcast hosted by Jesse Michael Elliott. Well, well, well. Here we are. Episode 42. We are climbing. We are climbing. Happy, happy Thursday. I just got done doing... I really... Are you sick of this? Uh, the schools being closed yet? So in New Jersey, for those of you who don't know, I have four daughters. Three of them are in school. The second grader um, started this week. And New Jersey was supposed to start on Tuesday. But they push it back because the CDC regulations of, with the vents. Something about the vents. I guess it would circulate the COVID air or some type of some excuse. It's always an excuse. So, unfortunately, you know, it's like giving us another job, which is why Trump keeps, I believe he tweeted it out again on Facebook saying, give people back the tax dollars if they're not going to open the schools. So the school's closed, but online learning. So that means, luckily, I'm home to do schoolwork with the kids. And it's not like the 12-year-old that can do it on her own, just log in and handle it on her own. With the two year with the second grader, you have to guide her through it, read the stuff. So it's a whole it's a whole project. So just got done doing that. So this is why this episode is coming out a little late today. Tried to do it earlier, but then there's all these passcodes and all these the way they organize these things for the kids, for the logins and everything else. It is a mess. The last thing we need in our lives is more government. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to run anything. This is why we need government out of our lives, at least as possible. So this episode 42 is going to lead off with a story about the Joker himself. And if you actually see the thumbnail, if you're watching via YouTube, you see the thumbnail of this episode 42. Joe Biden actually looks like the Joker when uh, when the original Batman, uh, Jack Nicholson's in the middle of the street and he's like, He's got his hands wide open and he pulls out the gun and does the, the bang when the bang pops out of the gun. He looks, he looks sadistic in this photo. So we're going to start with Joe, Uncle, good old Uncle Joe. So let's get into it. So it's a Breitbart article. So watch, Joe Biden told Americans not to panic about COVID-19 in February. So basically everyone right now is talking about... The Howard, the book that came out by author uh, Howard, I, I, f- I forget what his, uh, his name is, Howard, Howard something or other. And he's done books with Bush, Obama, nobody liked the work he did, so I don't know why Trump sat down with him, but he probably wanted to challenge him, challenge himself because, you know, he's like, I don't do anything wrong, how are you going to find anything bad, right? I get it, but at the same time, you, it's hard to trust the media because you know they're going to make stuff up. So the worst thing out of all these tapes, out of all the interviews Trump did with uh, this author, the worst thing they could come up with, and they played the audio to the press, was Trump basically said he had to downplay COVID-19 to the United States because, you know, he said all presidents have the role of being a leader and you need to keep calm in situations. That's the job of the president. To be disciplined and keep calm, just like Bush after 9-11. Extremely. Now, I wasn't a fan of 
Bush's policies. I think he ran on good things like the wall and uh, conservative policies, but he was just a puppet. He was a marionette. He didn't do anything when he got in office. But I do appreciate having him as a president after 9-11. I think he was a good, um, he had great speeches. Uh, that pitch he did at Yankee Stadium, uh, strike right down the, the plate, was amazing. So he was good for that, rallying the country and being a strong leader. Other than that, wasn't happy with the job he did. He didn't keep a lot of his promises. Although he was another one who was attacked viciously by the press. Always calling him dumb, jumbling his words, making fun of him. So this this isn't new. But now it's just over heightened with Trump. But anyway, back to the point. So Trump was, ba- when you're the president, you want to be a role model, right? Their biggest gripe about Trump was, oh, he's not fit for office. He doesn't have a calm, cool demeanor for the presidency. But then when he talks about COVID, he's calm, cool, and saying, we're going to get through this. It's not that big of a deal. It's comparable to the flu. You know, all the things he needs to say as a leader to calm, because the last thing we need, you see the way uh, uh, the riots are right now. The last thing we need is panic. And you saw what happened initially with the toilet paper and us running low on food. So if he acted like that, he would have got hung out the dry either way. So either way, if he would have been calm about it, he's going to get hung out the dry for for not acting crazy about it. But if he acted crazy about it, he would not have been calm enough. There was no winning. It was a lose-lose. What a shocker. Lose, lose for Trump. But anyway, Biden came out saying, oh, well, he should he should step down. Uh, he should be uh, terminated from the presidency over this comment. Really? He didn't lie to the American people. But let's get into what Joe Biden said about COVID-19 in February, since he wants to play Monday morning quarterback with the president. Remember, this is the guy who also said, you know, the he wants to take COVID so serious now, but he's the guy that said uh, President Trump was xenophobic, uh, racist for closing off travel to China early. So let's get into it. So former Vice President Joe Biden attacked President Trump on Wednesday for downplaying the threat of the COVID of COVID nineteen earlier this year to discourage panic, but he himself told Americans not to panic about the disease. What a shocker! So Sean Hannity aired. Footage on Fox News of Biden speaking to supporters in South Carolina on February 28th, one day before Biden won the state's primary, securing his first victory in three presidential campaigns and creating the path to the nomination. So let's just play the 28 second video and see what Joe had to say about it. Because now he's throwing words around at Trump. But let's see what the record says about good old Uncle Joe. What do you got to say, Joey? Let's check it out. Barack and I, uh, when we were as president and vice president, uh, we took on the virus that was threatening all of Africa and, uh, and the rest of the world. And we set up a mechanism that, uh, that worked. But I want to take a moment to say it's not a time to panic about coronavirus, but coronavirus is a serious public health challenge. Oh, what happened there? See, Joe can say it, but Trump can't say it. Joe probably doesn't remember what he said in February, let alone what he ate two minutes ago, what he did that day. He can't even read off a teleprompter. As you saw the other day, he was reading like the notes in the teleprompter telling Joe Biden what to say, like, don't say this too loud or, oh, this is the line. Like, he's reading that stuff. Like, he is not fit to run for president. I don't like the guy, but at the same time, we've said this before, 
if that was my parent, I would be pissed that the Democrats are allowing this guy to continue. He, he is not fit to be president, let alone to be doing these campaigns. There's a reason why they hide him in the basement. He can't do it. He can't do it. This is their last hope to push the socialist agenda in America, where Obama left off. They want to continue the rampage in America. And they're trying to sneak in a moderate under the guise of, of moderate, but it's really going to be radical. So that's why they chose Joe, Joe Biden, because if he gets elected, he's going to step down as soon as possible. And then you'll have the first female president, Kamala Harris. And I know that's what you guys want. So that's what he said. But now he's attacking Trump for saying that he said to keep calm because, you know, he doesn't want to create panic. Well, yeah, that's his job as the president to be a steady hand. And since he's been president, he has been a steady hand. Unlike what you heard, what they what they said, oh, the Trump, the stock market's going to crash. It actually went up. Oh, Trump's unfit to be president. Really, all you other people are unfit, as we see. They keep trying to spy on him. They keep throwing stones. Please tell me what other man, what other president in history could operate under these conditions? Think about all the promises he made that he kept, even though being impeached, being investigated, everything else being spied on. What other president could handle all that and still be successful? Answer, zippity-doo-da-day, none, none. It is crazy what this man has to suffer through on a daily basis. And he didn't have to do it. He does it for us. He's not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. So if you want to cry a river about him being um, aggressive sometimes or him not using a tone that you don't like or that whole locker room talk before he went on a stupid show with Billy Bush, go right ahead. If that's all you got, that's all you got. And I'll take that. I'll take that. Over the other options, okay? Over a senile old man who doesn't know where he is. And Kamala Harris, who's pretty much John Kerry, who flip-flops on every single issue. So, that is enough of the Joker, Joe, Uncle Joe Biden. And by the way, there's a video, if you want to check it out, on our Facebook page. J, so, search JSI Podcast. Joe Biden had a, a rally, I forget. It might have been Pennsylvania, but... Supporters showed up. Guess what? It wasn't for him. They were for Trump. So check out that video on our Facebook page. All right. So let's get into this. And this is going, this is hot, really hot news right now. Uh, if you want to see the trailer to this, I posted it on our Facebook page as well. So check that out. I don't, I don't want to show it in this video because it's, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. And this is really hot topic right now. So we're going to cover it. And this kind of ties in. If you missed yesterday's show. This ties into the sex theme of yesterday's show and what the left is really trying to do to our society. And are they are they attacking these pillars intentionally? Because you take out God, take out faith, you take out love for your country, and now you start desensitizing the public to acts of sex with minors. What is left? How do you not destroy your country from within if, you, if there's no rules, there's no morals? You get rid of God, you get rid of love for country, and now you treat children and animals like objects? What, then you wonder why people shoot up schools and stuff? 
We're losing total respect for morals and human life. We need to bring back decency in this country. I believe the left is pushing this for a reason. They want to ruin society. They don't want you to know, oh, is that a boy or a girl? Oh, were you, oh you, well, you can't call me him, her. There are no rules. They want to operate under no rules so they can do whatever they want. Okay? So that's how they take over. So let's get into it. Cuties, a review, dull and indefensible. Now, this is a show on Netflix. The Netflix release, Cuties, is dull and morally indefensible as a polling act of sexual exploitation of young girls. Actually, as you'll read below, it's even worse. You can't judge a movie by its content. It's not about content. It's about what the movie has to say about its content. So, the Bible's a good example. I'm no scholar, but I've always assumed Herod's stepdaughter, Salome, was underage. Maybe not 11, closer to 14. I'm not alone. So right there in the Bible, in the New Testament, no less, young girl dancing sexy, is that child porn? Are the movies that depict what's now known as the Dance of Seven Veils child porn? course not the dance is portrayed as obscene as a sin so dark you can hardly believe you're a member of the same species salome's mother sells her daughter's sex to her own husband herod lusts after his own stepdaughter in front of his own wife salome is a symbol of innocence violated beyond repair motivating all of it the cold-blooded murder of john the baptist there's nothing about that the moment that is not revolting before we get to cuties let me go a bit further bully in 2001 kids in 2000 uh excuse me 1995 which is a great movie if you watch that movie it's a really good movie lie 2001 and 13 sore 13 that's a decent movie too i didn't see the others uh bully and lie maybe i'll check those out tough movies r-rated movies what you call hard r's all about underage kids doing all sorts of terrible stuff and i will have and I have defended all four of them. Again, not about the content, but what about the movie says about the content, right? Because in kids, it was to show what's going to happen if you do these things. And in 13, the same thing. It's not glorifying the behavior. It's exposing, exposing the behavior and showing you these are the consequences of that behavior. No one, unless they're already corrupted, walks away from those four movies without thinking any of it's not thinking any of it's okay. All you want to do afterwards is take a shower. That's why initially, sight unseen, I defended Cuties. I did not defend Netflix's appalling ad campaign, which was aimed directly at the naked guys in a raincoat named Floyd Crowd. For whatever reason, Netflix is big on sexuality, yep, yeah, exploiting children. Barack and Michelle Obama and Susan Rice are getting richer off all these Floyds. If you go on, I've said this to my wife, if you, we only get, we get Netflix for free or we wouldn't have it because of Xfinity. But if you go on Netflix, most of the stuff they're trying to sell you and most of the titles on there, there's a lot of racy garbage on Netflix. It's really bad. So you need to be extremely careful what your kids watch on Netflix. So, okay. I didn't exactly defend cuties. I gave it the benefit of the doubt for all the reasons mentioned above. Now I've seen it and I can't defend it. Cuties is soft core child pornography disguised as art. Nothing less, nothing more. Now, if you watch the trailer, I couldn't get through 30 seconds of it because it was revolting. 
It was revolting. It remind me, it's a little worse than when Miley Cyrus came out on the ice cream, the ice cream cart when she went downhill, when she started going crazy and she start, used the ice cream cart as a stripper pole. That's when I knew Miley Cyrus lost it. But this is way worse than that. If you want to watch the trailer on her page, go right ahead. But it's it's disgusting. So Cuties does not, even if it was older women, it would be, it's something out of a strip club. Cuties does not tell Naked Floyd to be ashamed of himself. Naked Floyd's going to love Cuties. That's a problem, a big problem. So Cuties does not tell 11-year-old girls that twerking and sexualization sets you on a path of self-debasement, that it destroys your self-respect and that, and the respect that others might have for you, especially in the age of internet. That's a bigger problem. For our protagonist, 11-year-old Ami, twerking is the path to enlightenment and personal growth. See, that is the problem. They're glorifying it. They're not using it to say, hey, this is, you do this in life, it's not going to end well. And we talked about it in our last episode, and we talk about this all the time. And this is stuff I've been saying uh, to people for years, that enter the entertainment industry ruins a lot of kids, whether they're male or female, and it's disgusting, and they constantly push sex. Then there's a lot of deviance in Hollywood. It's sick, sick, sick. You have to be extremely careful of what your kids listen to and what they watch on YouTube. And for Cardi, one of the only interviews for Joe Biden to do, to have Cardi B, that trash bag, interview Joe Biden, I mean, what a embarrassment that woman is disgusting like tucker carlson exposed that wop video is beyond grotesque and if kids are looking up to this woman and looking up to the rest of them then you wonder why they ride loot and burn and destroy things in the street because they don't have respect for anything this is disgusting you we seriously need to reflect and Put greater emphasis on who we hold as heroes in this country and the people our kids look up to. Because this is getting extremely dangerous. So, this movie's director says the film is a critique of the sexualization of children, specifically the internet's role in it. BS, he says. The far-left fake news outlet, The New Yorker, accidentally told the truth about cuties. But the, because of the truth was off message, The New Yorker deleted the tweet. Cuties, which has angered scandal mongers on the right, is the story of a girl's outrage and defiance of a patriological order. The New York New Yorker tweeted accurately. Yep, it's previously what cuties, precisely what cuties is. Where the New Yorker screwed up, though, is was saying it out loud. Hey, if we're gonna protect Barack Obama and Susan Rice, what are we supposed to say? That okay. This, this is enough of the article, but. Watch the trailer if you want on her Facebook page. It's disturbing. It's gross. And like we said, they're not using the show to tell you not to do. They're saying, hey, this is an outlet, right? Like all these other entertainment, uh, Instagram, everything like that. Hey, you want to post pictures naked? You want to sell yourself? Hey, this is what you do. You can't go on Instagram. You can't go on TikTok without seeing, unfortunately, mostly women selling themselves now maybe not for money but for likes and shares and everything like that it's disgusting and stuff like this needs to stop 
modeling is one thing, but it, like you've seen with the reels and stuff on Instagram, it's getting to the point where it's pushing too far. And we're supposed to be oh so woke in a Me Too culture, but it's funny. They use women and kids when it's convenient for them and whenever they want to shut up conversation and they use them to attack you. But anytime they want to use them for themselves, it's okay. It is disgusting and it's getting out of control. So here's another article that ties into this. So Breitbart article, the ACLU wants to decriminalize wants that the criminalization of sex work would provide greater equality to trans women of color. So the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, is promoting its campaign calling for the decriminalization of sex work, aka prostitution, in order to destigmatize it, aka make it numb to it, and particularly to provide greater equality for trans women of color. I don't know what one has to do with the other. So here we go. Police regularly target, harass, and assault sex workers or people they think are sex workers, such as trans women of color. The police usually get away with the abuse because sex workers fear being arrested if they report. If we lived in a world that didn't criminalize sex work, sex workers could be better protect themselves and seek justice when they are harmed. So the left-wing group called for the decriminalization of sex work so that sex workers can be protected from police brutality. However, women, the Women's Liberal Front, WOLF, an organization of radical feminists who opposed the concept of gender identity and transgender ideology, responded to the ACLU with a statement. Yes, the actions of rapists, sex buyers, and pimps shouldn't be held against their victims. How many women do ACLU staff buy to rape anyhow, WOLF asked. We hope it's none, but we really doubt it. In comments to Breitbart News, Natasha Chart, board of board chair of Wolf, explained most sex workers are unhappy with the work. No kidding. They're not doing it. If you ever watched documentaries on prostitution stuff, they're not doing it because they want it. They're doing it, most of them, because they're drug addicts and that's the easiest way to get a lot of money fast. And they don't know what else to do. It's short-term gratification to get money for their addiction. That's what like 90% of them are. And a lot of these women have been uh, a lot. When you turn out a lot of these cases, they've been molested as kids. So I, they're not choosing to do this profession. They feel they have no other way and half of them do it to get easy access, easy money for drugs. So the vast majority of women in the sex industry, and it's mostly women, want out. No kidding. Have you ever watched a movie Monster? A lot of these women get killed. Raped and abused. Same thing with leaving Las Vegas. A lot of these women are grossly mistreated, and it's get killed, get thrown away. A lot of the serial killers, if you ever study them or watch movies on them, they target prostitutes because they're easy game for them. Because they they think no one's going to care if they disappear. It helps them if they aren't saddled with the criminal record and can report abuses against them if they wish to do so without fear of repercussion. The medium sex buyer is an employed man with a girlfriend or wife who wants to dehumanize a woman by acting out degrading things he's seen in commercial sexual exploitation videos. Yep, that's another problem. She explained, 
He won't ask a woman he has to pretend to respect every day. So he buys an impoverished woman to rape and he buys her silence. So basically what they're saying is these women are used for ragdolls of what some people see on the internet and want to act out. I'm their spouse or significant other, but they can't because either they know they're going to be told no or they're ashamed to do it. So they do it to these women. They abuse these women because they're not getting it home. So let's get into this. Let's get away from the topic of sex for a day. So let's get into this. A town hall article. So Obama error Pentagon training manual attacks white men. So in 2013, I received a, a controversial 600 plus page manual used by the military to train its equal opportunity officers that teaches healthy white heterosexual Christian men hold an unfair advantage over other races and warns in great detail about so-called white male club. Simply put, a healthy white heterosexual Christian male receives many unearned advantages of social privilege, whereas a black homosexual, atheist, female, in poor health receives many unearned disadvantages of social privileges. More books pushing this under Barack Obama. What a shocker. So read the statement in the manual created by the Defense Equal Opportunity Management Institute. Because this is what we need in the Pentagon training manual. What does this have to do with anything at the Pentagon? And why would this be a manual? At the Pentagon. It is out of control. So the manual also instructs troops to support the leadership of people of color. No, you should support your leader if they're a good leader. It's regardless of what color they are. And if they're a bad leader, you don't support them. See, they keep these elites, these elites keep trying to shove this stuff down your throat. And they're a danger to our society, if you, as you've seen. So do this consistently, but not uncritically, the manual states. The Equal Opportunity Advisor Student Guide is the textbook used during a three-month DEOMI course taught at Patrick Air Force Base in Florida. Great. Isn't that terrific? Individuals who attend the training lead equal opportunity briefings on military installations around the nation. This is extremely dangerous, and I don't know why this is being taught in the military, thanks to Barack Hussein Obama. Hopefully this is gone now. I hope this is gone. The 637-page manual covers a wide range of issues from racism and religious diversity to cultural awareness, extremism, and white privilege. Don't even get me started on the white privilege. Racist. 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 I obtained a copy of the manual from an equal opportunity officer who was who was distributed by the course content and furious over the reliance on the Southern Poverty Law Center for information on extremist groups. I'm participating in teachings, things that are not true, the instructor, instructor told me. He asked not to be identified because he feared repercussions. Now, if I'm the instructor and I'm handed this book, I said, I'm not, I'm not teaching this. If I see my kids are being taught something they shouldn't be taught you're gonna we're gonna have a problem buddy i will go down to the school don't be a useful idiot if you're being handed these documentations you need to go to somebody and say i'm not teaching people this what is this where is this coming from it needs to stop you can't be silent about this stuff 
can't be silent about it. I should not be in a position to do that, he said. It violates constitutional principles, but it also violates my conscience. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Instructors were also responsible for briefings at bases around the country that falsely labeled evangelical Christians, Catholics, and a number of high-profile Christians ministries as domestic hate groups. Of course. Of course. Who is writing this stuff? This is the problem with our country. These people have control of our institutions. These radical lefties, these people that are supposed to be oh so smart and educated, are nothing but hateful people. They're hateful, sick people. And they want to ruin what this country was founded on. They want to ruin America. Not on our watch, buddy. I contacted the Pentagon as well as the D-E-O-M-I multiple times for comment on the story. But so far, they have not responded. Shocker. D-E-O-M-I opened in 1971 in response to the civil rights movement. The subject of white privilege emerged in its 20-page section titled Power and Privilege. Whites are the empowered group. The man- Listen to I mean, as soon as you see that in a manual, it's time to take that manual and light it on fire. <laughs> White males represent the haves as compared to the have-nots, right? The military document. You know how many poor white people serve this country because they got nothing and feel they have no other opportunity? You know how many poor white people there are in trailer parks in this country or overdosing on drugs? I don't want to hear this BS white privilege narrative. It is trash. Whites are in the empowered group. Alright, the military document, alright, that's enough of this, it's too long. They're attacking white people. Are you shocked? The only racism I've seen in 2020 is white people getting attacked. White people told they have privilege. Funny, where is my white privilege? I love to cash in on it, can I please have it some please? I live paycheck to paycheck. Where is my white privilege? I'm not rolling in anything. I'm rolling in hate from a bunch. I would get killed in the street because I'm wearing a Trump hat. Where's my privilege? Where are the black people randomly getting attacked in the street? Unless by their own people in Chicago and stuff like that. The Trump supporters are the ones getting attacked. Who are the racists? Stuff like this is dividing the country and... The source of this needs to be tracked down and eliminated. Eliminated from our country. So let's get into this. Shocker. Listen to this. So here's an article from UPI. Vitamin D deficiency raises COVID-19 infection risk by 77% study finds. So if your vitamin D numbers are low, you have a 77 percent chance almost double the chance of getting covid and guess how the most natural way to get vitamin d spend time in the sunlight aka go outside so is the quarantine get worse for us should we have stayed open so vitamin d deficiency increases a person's risk for catching covid19 by 77 percent compared to those with sufficient levels of the nutrient. As many as one in four of the nearly 500 participants in the study were found to have less than optimal levels of vitamin D. Among those found to be lacking is the key nutrient, 22% contracted COVID-19. 
of the 60% of study subjects with adequate vitamin D levels was just 12%. There is prior evidence from multiple sources that vitamin D can enhance both innate and adaptive immunity. So not, there's no need to read the rest of this. You need to exercise and you need to get some sunlight. Anything in moderation is good for you. These lockdowns are not good for us. We did 15 days. We did 45. Enough's enough. Enough's enough. And the lockdowns, we need sunlight. Not excessive sunlight, but we need sunlight. The lockdowns are making it worse. And I was watching uh, Judge Mathis today. One of my favorite shows. If you've never watched Judge Mathis, um, this guy's Judge Mathis is great. Great story. Black man, trouble growing up, got in trouble with the law, turned his life into a judge, been on TV for God knows how many years, been watching him since, almost since he started. I mean, great, funny guy to watch, great on TV. And the people in the audience, they were wearing the, I guess they had to wear these face shields that look like dog cones. Like it was, it was embarrassment. Why are people allowing this to happen? It's getting out of control. The lockdowns need to end. Open her up, open her up. So let's get into this last article for today. So, a Fox News article. So, Rhode Island professor says, killing by Portland activist, okay from a moral perspective because he killed a fascist. The professor had previously called for the NRA executive Wayne LaPierre's head on a stick. So a Rhode Island professor with a history of incendiary comments against conservatives is under fire this week for appearing to suggest that the fatal shooting of the Patriot Prayer supporter, um, Jay Aaron, was it, during unrest in Portland last month was morally justified. Anything for their cause, right? This is why your animals aren't safe. This is why your kids aren't safe. Because all in the name of America bad. Anything's justified, right? Anything's justified in their eyes. They don't care. They don't care. They use this stuff, orange man bad and America bad, to justify their destruction of the country. So the comment from Eric Loomis, a history professor at University of Rhode Island, came in response to a comment on his blog post. Why was Michael Renal killed? The Post questioned whether police deliberately murdered the 48-year-old Michael Renal, the man who fatally shot Aaron J. Danielson on August 29th, the night Trump supporters clashed with backers of Black Lives Matter in Portland. I mean, they didn't really clash. They showed up to rally, and then Black Lives Matter and Antifa acted like how they always acted, like animals. So here's a quote. I am extremely anti-conspiracy theory. As he goes, right? As soon as someone says, you know, I don't want to say this, but that means you are. But it's not a conspiracy theory at this point in time to wonder if the cops simply murdered him, Loomis wrote. The police is shot the police is shot through with fascists from stem to stern. They were openly working with fascists in Portland as they were in Kenosha, which led to dead protesters, right? Now he's trying to justify why the kid was killed. No, the kid was killed because he was wearing a blue line patch on his leg, and he was a Trump supporter. That's why he was killed. That's why he was killed. There's no other reason. So by fascist, Loomis is referring to Trump supporters and members of the Patriot Prayer Group. 
a group founded by conservative activist and former Washington State candidate Joey Gibson. The group has been portrayed by the mainstream media and the Southern Poverty Law Center as a far-right hate group, right? As being a Christian as far-right hate. Drew Gibson has denied his characterization. Last week, law enforcement officers investigating Danielson's death fatally shot Renal after locating him in Lacey, Washington. Earlier that day, Portland police had obtained a second-degree murder warrant for Renal in connection with Daniel's death. Michael Renal is the guy who killed the fascist in Portland last week, Loomis wrote on his September 4 blog post. He admitted it, and he was scared of the cops who would kill him. Well, now the cops have killed him. In comments section, a reader appeared to challenge Loomis' defense of Renal, writing, Eric, he shot and killed a guy. Loomis responded, Renal killed the fascist. I see nothing wrong with that, at least from a moral perspective. See? So I guess it would be justified if, oh, killing deplorables, right? So if Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden says 10% of America isn't good, they're deplorable, you know, smelly Virginians and all this stuff, I guess it's justified if they kill us too, right? If we vote for Trump, I guess it's justified they kill us, right? See where this is going? These people are sick. These people are sick. And a lot of these people are teaching their kids. This is dangerous. He then compared Renal to John Brown and radical abolitionists who in the mid-19th century advocated for more violent tactics to eradicate slavery in the United States. After receiving some online scrutiny, Loomis followed up with another blog post on Wednesday in which he insisted he wouldn't be intimidated by so-called fascists trying to cancel him. Oh, funny how that works. Oh, so he doesn't want to get canceled, but I'm sure he's the first one to try and cancel somebody else, right? Just like, oh, a kid with a prayer hat was shot dead. Oh, justified, right? Oh, he was canceled, right? But that's okay. What an embarrassment. What an embarrassment. Are you surprised? So that is it for today. I hope your week is going well. And don't forget, we'll have one more show tomorrow, which is Friday, because we didn't have one on Monday because it was Labor Day. So hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back tomorrow, Patriots. Be safe. And don't forget, the National Fraud League starts tonight. Let's see if they're going to act like a bunch of criminals. The moment they disrespect the flag, the game's going on for me. Let's see what happens. We'll report on that tomorrow. Be safe, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch a new episode of Just Say It every Monday through Thursday. Available on YouTube and every major podcast platform. Got something to say? Meet other patriots and join the conversation at jsipodcast.com.